As we move forward, the other ideas of change, evolutionary, positive transformation, have started, and they began here, yesterday. You have asked for change, and you will get it. That is uh, Assembly of First Nations National Chief Roseanne Archibald. Uh, the AFN's annual general meeting is going on in Vancouver this week. Uh, a lot of important issues on the table. Of course, the leadership of National Chief Archibald has been one of the hot topics, the main topics. Um, she was suspended uh, by the AFN uh, back uh, about a month ago. And... Uh, an emergency resolution call an emergency resolution calling for her to be fully reinstated has been delayed till tomorrow. Uh, she's alleged she was attacked for trying to investigate corruption within the assembly and called for a forensic audit of the organization um, for the last eight years she has. Now she easily won a vote on Tuesday on an emergency resolution calling for an affirmation of the suspension over allegations of workplace bullying. So much of the first two days of the annual meeting has been kind of devoted to the conflict between Archibald and the AFN's executive council. And today the AFN's National Youth Council chair said the youth council had been left to fend for itself as executives and the national chief quote squabbled over politics for every chief who has gotten away with capturing the attention of this assembly while our children are once again put aside to the sake of political ambitions that have taken the attention away from the matters which we proclaim to matter most to us and our children that was Rosalie Lebilwa today, the National Youth Council Chair for the AFN. Joining me now is Nigan James Sinclair. He's a professor in Native Studies at the University of Manitoba. Thanks for your time tonight. Yeah, bonjour. Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, a fair critique from uh, from the Youth Council Chair, do you think, there today? You certainly heard a lot of frustration in her voice. Well, absolutely. The past six weeks of the AFN has been arguably the most important crisis or biggest crisis in their 40-year existence over a struggle for power between what's called the executive council which is made up mostly of the regional chiefs those are uh, leaders selected by the provincial bodies like the assembly of manitoba chiefs or the federated indigenous nations of saskatchewan or something like that and then the national chief which is voted in by the member chiefs in the assembly about 630 of them and where did this stem from? Because I think it, for those who pay sort of passing attention to what's going on with the AFN, uh, all of a sudden their national chief, I, we, I think everyone remembered that she was uh, that she was brought in with a lot of fanfare at the time, the first woman in the role. Uh, and then all of a sudden there was a suspension and, and it was hard to figure out exactly what was happening behind the scenes. This all stems into what have been accused as a toxic, toxic workplace and a... Um, a number of financial irregularities coming from the previous national chief, who was named Perry Belgard. Uh, he was from Saskatchewan, and he was uh, head of the assembly for two terms. And uh, the number of questions that have come out as a result of his leadership during the time in office, uh, not just amongst Roseanne Archibald, but also amongst many other chiefs, and what has been accused to be or alleged to be a number of financial uh, issues that have come out of that time period and also staff that are still coming from that time period that are now wanting to leave the assembly with very large severance packages. And so uh, Roseanne Archibald, the new national chief, she voted in about a year ago and she's refused to pay those out, refused to uh, continue some of the contracts that uh, Beck Perry Belgard had agreed to. And that's led to a real dispute between many of the regional chiefs who previously supported uh, former National Chief Belgard, and what's now seen as sort of a new wave or certainly a younger wave uh, starting to take over the AFN. It, it's really become a, a very big 
uh, issue between some of the old structures within the AFN and then Rosanna Archibald, who's seeking to bring in a number of new structures into the organization. Is it needed? What, what, are, what Roseanne Archibald is clearly pushing for, is that, is that necessary here? And, and how much damage does, happens to the organization while this fight is being fought, so to speak? Well, it's hard to say. You know, like the everyday First Nations person doesn't really care about what's happening at the Assembly of First Nations because it's, it's not a government. It's, it's a lobby right. group that represents chiefs. So that means everyday First Nations people don't really get affected by the decisions made by the Assembly other than to say that they purport to represent all First Nations people and they also deliver programs, really important programs. The AFN does lots of really good work in that direction, doing programs, education programs, uh, advocacy for things like child welfare or murder missing Indigenous women and girls. And so the AFN is really good as a lobby group, but they're not so good as a uh, advocating for First Nations group because they're really in a tough situation that they can't advocate for individual First Nations who are really the rights holders. They hold their own rights. And so what the AFN is left to do is to sort of advocate nationally on broad scale issues. And so all of that has been interrupted due to this political fight. So very difficult to advocate for First Nations issues when what you have is you have regional chiefs who are uh, disputing or fighting with the national chief. And there's competing visions there because they're really two kind of equal forces. The the executive council, which runs the administrative uh, wing of the corporate body of the AFN, it's a corporate entity. And then the national chief who's trying to institute changes, but both groups are speaking on behalf of the the assembly. And the fact is that many issues get dropped as a result when they start to fight. Yeah. I mean, we played a clip from the national youth council chair coming in, uh, who was in tears today saying that, uh, that the squabbling had kind of left the youth council to fend for itself. I guess there must be a lot of things, important things on the agenda that, uh, that are getting overshadowed by this, uh, by this dispute. Well, I mean, clearly there are many crises that the AFN didn't deal with during this assembly. They only meet twice a year. And so, uh, sometimes a little bit more if there's an emergency meeting of some kind, but but they only meet twice a year. And as a result, they they have to get a lot of work done in a very short amount of time. These are resolutions on what the assembly will put their time and energy into. And so for this meeting, it's been dominated by this political fight. And so there's three major issues that were brought up by the youth today. One is the tremendous challenges that certain First Nations are dealing with when it comes to youth. Of course, the issue of trauma that those youth are dealing with, suicide epidemics and issue situations such as oil water advisories, and then the larger issue of governance and that the youth were not being listened to, even on the executive council when they said we shouldn't be doing a fight like this, we should be focusing on issues. So, you know, the, the AFN is really kind of in a position which is losing its way, particularly losing its, its credibility amongst the youth members. Does Roseanne Archibald survive all this, do you think? Uh, is, is that where that's headed through this week? She's there, at least. I know that was something that was uh, not sure going in. Uh, and she seems to have survived so far in terms of making sure that uh, she was supported, but it still feels like it's pretty divided. Oh, undoubtedly, she'll be around. I mean, the, the vote was very one-sided, supporting the uh, the current national chief and really rebuking, refusing the chain, the, uh, the the attempts to suspend the national chief by the regional chiefs. I think the regional chiefs came off looking absolutely terrible and, and overly ambitious. In fact, the, the regional chiefs were uh, very petty in the ways in which they sought that to take over this meeting, they banned the national chief from attending. 
they actually illegitimately suspended her because there's no ability within the AFN charter to suspend the national chiefs. So the regional chiefs are really overstepping their boundaries and the member chiefs, the 630 of them voted to support the national chief. And that's really left the regional chiefs in a lot of limbo. They don't really represent anything other than their provincial bodies. So they represent regional interests, but they certainly don't represent the AFN at large. And they did act as though they did. So we've got a real problem here in that now we've got a large segment of the AFN, approximately half of its leadership, which is really in doubt now as a result of these actions. And it continues tomorrow. And again, James Sinclair, thanks so much for uh, for clarifying all this. I appreciate it. Yeah, miigwech. Thanks so much for your time.